0: You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. O'Neill, Sam Hauser, one more hour of team talk and with the flurry of information coming in uh, out of the University of New Mexico men's basketball program, uh, we wanted to get Kurt Hanlon, (laughs) Kurt Roth back on and uh, talk a little bit of 505 Sports Venture Foundation and we had you on and we, now things have changed in the last couple of days, Kurt. Most importantly is it's not about the players that are leaving and there's been a couple more that have left but it's the players that are coming back and uh jalen house jamal mashburn jr and donovan dent are coming back right kurt uh,
1: exactly right and uh and that's the basis of one of the best backcourts uh, in the country to be perfectly frank
0: so, I, you know, Coach Richard Petino from the time he got here, has talked about the need to get bigger and stronger. So they don't really have to worry about that perimeter, at least from a ball handling or scoring standpoint. But it does, like, really magnify the need for uh, big players. I mean, you're a Lobo fan. I mean, obviously, you're hoping that you hear names of guys that we're seeing Uh, In the NCAA tournament, uh, big, strong guys to complement those three guards that you just mentioned, Kurt.
1: Right, no doubt about that, Joe. Uh, The team does have to get bigger. Uh, Obviously, if you have three guards of that quality, you're not really looking for a fourth guard in the backcourt to come in just to add size. But you do have, um, uh, and I, I, I expect him to formally sign a letter of intent Next week, a uh, true Washington at a compass prep uh, is six three six four. He's a tough, tough kid, really strong fundamentally on defense, and he'll add minutes. He will provide minutes next year uh, for the Lobos. He's a bigger guard. However, it's clear, I mean, right now the Lobos don't have a starting uh, front line and that's where they'll look to get bigger clearly i mean that's yeah. not uh, i'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know but um again and the portal is just uh expanding almost hour by hour correct so, yeah so we're going to they'll have a they'll, they, there's a lot of big big real good talent out there in the portal and we will see. i am confident in the uh unm staff that uh, they will fill in the void
0: yeah, that's what I said. Is I, you know, my money's on Richard Petino. Just the way you know he's handled the team since the team that he since he's gotten here. Uh, you know, fans. You know, there's a reason that 230,000 fans came out to the pit and that was watch it. Team that was uh, a program that was run by Richard Petino. So, yeah, I would expect nothing less. Okay, so um, the transfer portal is open till May 11th. We double-checked that, uh, uh, Kurt. And um, I got to ask you this. Like, obviously, there's a chance that things might change with those three players that committed to coming back. Because, you know, in this day and age, you don't know nothing one day to the next. Uh, there's uh, Kurt.
1: That's true, Joe. I mean, technically, anyone can an- enter the transfer portal uh, up to the final date. Uh, I'm. I, we've worked with all three. We, when I say we, I mean Five Hundred Five Sports Venture Foundation works with all three of those. Uh, our guards, well, great young guys. Uh, we've talked about production as far as getting out into the community next year to not only raise awareness about what we do, but we are beginning to collaborate. We will begin to collaborate with local charities next next season. And all three of those guys are into it. They've expressed interest. They've expressed excitement. So, yes, anything could happen. Do I expect all three of those uh, young guys to enroll back at UNM uh, come the summer? Uh, The answer is yes.
0: All right, well... Uh, you know, we did this interview with you uh, that we're going to replay here in just a few minutes. Um, and you, know, one thing that is stuck in my mind is, you know, we we've gone through Sam and I. We looked at the eight uh, elite eight teams just, just so we had a bigger sample size. And and going through all eight, I mean, transfers at every single school. And when we talked about this with you last year, last week, I said, "Hey, um, how, what percentage of those?" Transfer portal guys have some sort of an NIL uh, deal attached to them once they've gotten to those school and, and schools, and you said a very, very high percentage of them. Uh, I just wanted to make sure to clarify that, Kurt.
1: Yes, uh, that's correct. Um, uh, some, are, some are quite public. Uh, most are not but uh being in the in the business, we're meeting with a lot of people at other campuses uh or other organizations other n i l groups whether they're on campus or not some are uh some work closely with the administration um, uh there's one uh, I won't mention the name there's one SEC school. That they're gonna, when they add the new, the two new assistant coaches next year, one will be an NIL coordinator. Uh, pretty interesting concept. But yeah, the bigs, especially the, the, the impact players, uh, having NIL deals. And I think it was, um, interesting that once Miami made it to the, um, Final Four this weekend, all of a sudden news came out, probably put out there by Life Wallet, the NIL company in uh, Miami, that their payroll is $2.2 million on the the Miami basketball team. So their NIL payroll. So uh, it's interesting. It's a big impact. uh, And it's important uh, for all schools that want to be competitive to have NIL opportunities available for the student-athletes.
0: Okay, you've emphasized that what you're dealing with is money to help these student-athletes. Uh, in in New Mexico okay you mentioned these examples of coaches being added to staffs like in positions of uh you know transfer portal coordinators you know it made me think of like Alabama football and they have you know a gazillion uh, assistant coaches I mean I think Mike Loxley along the line was a, an offensive consultant or something like that so let me ask you this in some school situations is like these collectives are not only helping student athletes, but uh, giving like athletic de- you know, departments, are they allowed to give athletic departments additional budgets to go out and make, you know, uh, give their assistant coaches more money or hire more assistants, uh, Kurt?
1: Well, I, uh, you know, you can have, the rules are pretty set about what is an assistant coach. For example, Lobos have three assistant coaches on the bench. They also brought in Dave Pilipovich, who is, whose title is um, uh, special advisor to the head coach. So, uh, you know, at Alabama, they probably they could have 200 coaches. You know, call them whatever they want. There's, and there's rules about who can recruit, who can go off campus and try to bring players in. But uh, schools like, uh, you know, uh, Alabama football probably has five nutritionists. So they can call coaches or whatever, recruiters, whatever they want, basically, uh, where, you know, that's a budgetary concern for most of the schools in the, in the world, including the uh, University of New Mexico. And also, you know, tangentially, P5 schools, you know, some of your PAC, I know some of your PAC 12 schools were really under budgeted for staff and football, uh, and even in the back room of the basketball offices.
0: And so, with that, you know, you might see collectives helping in those cases. Is what you're saying? Well,
1: I don't know if they're. That, I mean, technically, uh, I mean, we will have 501c3 status if we wanted. If we raise the money and we don't, we wanted to. That's to donate money or services to the University of New Mexico or to any other university that could be seen as a contribution, a charitable contribution. So anything's possible. If the budget is large enough, uh, you know, we're not contemplating that quite yet with 505SVF. We're trying to get off the ground, make this thing uh, available, starting at men's basketball and then spreading to the other sports. So we're not hiring uh, uh, directors and uh, and paying for scouts and helping uh, fund uh, the basketball.
0: All right. Well, uh, Jamal Mashburn Jr. After the Utah Valley game, he said he was coming back. So he, we had heard that from you know him but like hearing you say uh, over the weekend that house was going to be back and dent was going to be back. U and M released a statement or something on social media, uh, you know, saying that house was going to be back. We hadn't seen anything to this point regarding Donovan dent. Hopefully we'll see something soon. Uh, so I just wanted to bring everybody up to speed before we hit this interview with you, Kurt, uh, anything else before we cut you loose? No,
1: I just want to, thanks for putting me on. And, uh, I'm looking forward to the Final Four this weekend. It'll be great, and it's you know, hey, let's face it, you, the University of New Mexico smacked around the Final Four of San Diego Aztecs in San Diego, and we're a 30 foot prayer away from sweeping them. So you know, we're 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 in the game, and uh, 505 SCF is part of that support system that can getting UNM over the top, and I just want to say that.
0: All right, well, I'll say one more thing that I'm sure you won't be disappointed in is that uh, people can go to 505sports.org. That's 505sports.org to learn more. Kurt, thank you so much for joining us here on Team Talk. Appreciate all your contributions, and uh, we're going to be playing that interview here coming up. So thanks so much to Kurt Roth. He's the founder of 505 Sports Venture Foundation here on Team Talk. All right, you know it was a good little warm up for this piece we have with with uh, Kurt here, Sam. That he kind of explains a little bit more about what they're all about, and then he talks in more detail of the impact at the University of New Mexico. Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll just say this before we uh,
1: before we get out of the way. This is going to be an, an interesting what six seven weeks here uh, until that window closes. To your point, just worth watching because if it is going to be the case that Mash, House, and Dent are all back next year. I mean, my, my initial reaction is fantastic. Run it back. Let's do another year. But my hunch is also that we're going to see the three of them on the floor together more than we did last season. And that is going to take some time to to get used to. With so much ball handling on the floor at the same time, we didn't see it much uh, this past season, but when we did, it was a little bit choppy at times. So, if you are Coach Patino, you, you kind of need to know what's going on with those three guys. I,
0: you do, but I, I like you know we we all see what they can do offensively, and then Jalen House, you know, we saw the way that he was able to do. Full, but when you when you are starting three guards of that size you got to look at you know the, whatever positives they give you on the offensive end, the potential for liabilities oh, yeah. at the defensive end. I, I still think in a perfect world you'd like to start two of those three and then have more size in the other three positions on the court. All right, when we come back, that interview that we're promising uh, for you here, Kurt Roth, we're talking about NIL, we're talking about Lobos. When we come back, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.